Welcome to the Sold Too Early Sports Card Podcast, making large deals at shows without a camera crew. That's Kai. I'm James Barry's best friend. And welcome to episode 19 of the Sold Too Early Podcast. Kai, how the hell are you doing? I'm doing good. We're, uh, this definitely is not a second take or anything. We're, oh, dude, yeah, you got to love when this. work interrupts your, your sports card podcast and you have to answer something. Uh, how yeah. dare I? <laughs> and also, Kai is now out of focus. Yeah, but, I know. I'm trying to. It's We're in shambles over here. Dude, it's all right. Listen, we were in shambles weeks ago. Thank God we're still going. I'm not sure how, but people seem to like it. Um, we seem to have that good energy. Uh, and speaking of good energy, the Burbank Card Show. I had a good segue in <laughs> the first recording of this. Let's yeah. try it a second time. Burbank. What an incredible card show. Let me just get that out there first. Uh, awesome venue, very crowded, amazing spot. You know a show is going to be good when you have more issues trading with people than you do selling, which I still can't believe that's what happened to me. I had four full showcases of stuff. By the end of Saturday, because I left Saturday night, I took a red eye home for the Super Bowl. By the end of Saturday, I had under two showcases worth of stuff. Like, I have never seen a show like that before where so many people were willing to buy and, like, really did not even want to trade. It was so bizarre. What do you think that kind of says about <clears throat> where we are? Like, do you think uh, you were just giving, like, fairly reasonable deals you want to move off of stuff or you think people were just like willing to get into things at like sort of more above like the 75 percent mark i really think it was just having the right kind of inventory what i <clears> noticed <throat> honestly was not only was bowman chrome moving there which i expected um any kind of like middle end like football and basketball people really wanted and it just kind of worked out where i had stuff where people were people were uh want to work with me and there were a couple deals, Kai, where people paid my sticker, which is really funny. Oh, wow. Like, I know, which is a mix of, you know, being priced aggressively. And if you pay sticker generally to show, you, you fucked up or I fucked up, which is entirely possible. Was it bigger stuff or like pretty normal? <laughs> I don't think between this show and Dallas, I've moved a card over 5K, which is completely fine. Let me make sure that's clear. I'm not complaining about not moving any larger cards. But most of my inventory has shifted towards that anyway, because it does seem as Kai is struggling with this camera. Uh, it yeah. does, uh, yeah. It does seem to be that more of that middle to lower high end, which I'm going to say for intended purposes, anything under five thousand dollars, is moving very well. It's very strong these days. It really um, is, yeah. Would I would I love to have a higher mix of inventory? Yeah, I would, but. Unfortunately, it seems like the market these days is responding to more of the $250 to $2,500 range, at least for me. And you can definitely make a margin there, and that's perfectly fine. I took some of the cash that I uh, got from Burbank and bought a couple of lots um, from some friends, which I will go over in a minute or two. But what I really want to make sure that I'm clear about, a lot of selling opportunity in Burbank. Uh, the location of the show... It was very nice. You have an airport right next to you. It was like the Burbank show, um, but a little bit of a larger venue, like way larger. One of the biggest issues was um, for for Burbank, people had to wait in line hours <laughs> to get into the physical show. Um, for Ontario, 
the issue was ironically security this show actually had security you'd have to go through like a metal detector and like you have to take your phone out oh of wow the bag. you gotta open up your uh your show kit your um your zion case or whatever too which is really yeah honestly dude for for a convention for a show I would say that should be the minimum security. Oh, I, I agree, that. but I, I've never heard of that. That's probably the first show I've ever heard of. Even the National doesn't do that, which definitely should. But I mean, like the thing is, too, is that like it took like 30 seconds per person. And obviously yeah. a lot of people coming in, obviously you're going to have to you know, speed it up. But yeah, with how many millions of dollars are in there in trading cards and cash and cases, I'm perfectly okay with having some level of security there. Um, it'll be interesting to see if other shows pick that up. I don't really see it happening, but like I, I expect that at a minimum some other shows pay attention to this because God forbid anything ever happens. You know, I'm not saying a security guard is going to do anything or like a random like person who looks at your stuff for five seconds, but at least it's something. And yeah, and security is something right that I really do think these shows need to pay more attention to because, dude, I don't know if I mentioned this or not. On the, maybe I did mention this on the podcast. At my local New Jersey show a couple weeks back, they confiscated some knives from someone. Like two or three people try to bring knives to a show. Now I don't know if that was just like their own personal protection because they, you know, had high end collectibles or whatever. But yeah, there were people who had their knives confiscated in New Jersey. Are you fucking kidding me? Like what? <sighs> just funny. weird. Just just a strange thing. Um, what I will say also, this is not really negative, but it, it just is what it is. After the show, there there wasn't too much to do um, around the convention center. The trade nights were kind of ass, and they smelled like ass too. Really? But that's, but that's no one's fault, though. The issue with that is, like, the venue was incredible, but the trade nights were in this, like, really small room, and it just smelled like dudes, and it was just kind of gross, and I think it's a certain point you reach a, a level of trading card, especially if you're a dealer set up where like the trade nights kind you kind of outgrow them. That's not to say you can't make some deals. And I, I think a lot of high-end collectors would disagree with me on that point. But like, how much do you really want to push? If you're if you're set up as a dealer for eight hours a day, nine hours a day, you're kind of tired. Like, what the fuck is the point? Like yeah. I, I just I don't know. Maybe I'm just like not like hashtag hustling as much as i could be or should be but like if it's just a room that sounds like ass and it's like a bunch of dudes and like i don't have any room like i don't it's not really fun i don't know it's more fun to like kick back with your homies and bullshit which i did anyway and i still made deals with them but like yeah i was gonna I say know. i feel like if you if you get what you want or need done during the day as a vendor like i'd prefer much rather like just hanging out or like getting food or something with your uh, friends or whoever is going with you. My focus is actually pissing me off. So I'm, I'm shocked that you were having such an issue with this. And meanwhile, I'm answering like words. Is it fixed now? Oh, now it's fixed. That's so funny that you managed. I don't to know what I did, but. But you brought up a good point too, like getting food to your homies and whatever else. Dude, the process of even buying on Instagram <clears throat> these days, at least for me and Kai, you might, you might disagree. I play favorites. I 100% play favorites. People know who I like to deal with. I obviously have repeat customers and buyers and sellers. Like there are certain people on Instagram these days where I'm like, Hey man, I need X. Here's a blank check. Give me some shit. I did that with Mikey. 
uh, yesterday, and I did that with Tyler Hawkhorner today. I bought a bunch of shit off of them because I just needed new stuff after a successful show. They're both very fair with me. We both enjoy making money. They make their profits. I make my profits. And, and everyone kind of walks away like happy to do the next deal. And those are just two examples. But it, I noticed in the last 24 hours, I made two deals with my friends who are actually my friends where everyone feels like they can win. So, Yeah, I feel like that's pretty important. I mean, if you, they're basically doing the same thing. They're just rerouting things. They either can't like move themselves or don't want to. And then you could probably move it easier than they can. So, I mean, it's just kind of a whole cycle. Well, that's exactly it too. It's just like if you're willing to work with people and like you don't have to kill every single person on your deal, you can make a small profit and yeah. continue to cycle stuff. And I think that's why I like to work with Mikey and Tyler and stuff like that and a bunch of different people as well. Because if you're actually like a fair person, I can tell. If you're just fucking money hungry, your your greed is it's as smelly as a trade night room, you know, like you can, you can smell the greed on someone. You can just tell when they're trying to fuck you over and whether or not someone calls you out on that. It's very clear when someone is literally in it for the money. Now I, I think to some degree you and I are in this for the money too, but I'm at least willing to be upfront. I'm going to have a conversation with you. I'm going to be honest I don't, I don't know if that makes me feel better or not, if that's how I justify it. You know, I don't, I don't do this as a full-time job because I, I just couldn't or wouldn't. But I don't have to sell anything. I like to sell stuff. But I think that integrity and that honesty kind of rubs off for me in a good way. I've had people tell me at shows before they like dealing with me because I'm, I'm fair and honest and whatever else, which is super ironic. Um, I don't know. It's so tough to tell these days. It feels like we're back in like high school. Like there's such like this click mentality, especially in in trading cards, especially online and at shows. I just I don't know. I think we're part of the problem there because our podcast name is Soul Too Early, which is a group chat name, which is a click in and of itself. So maybe we're part of the problem. I mean, I feel like it's really like it's definitely a thing. I don't know if it's really like an issue. I mean, were you gonna deal with certain groups of people anyways like i mean i'm gonna play favorites which is you know what i just admitted like there are people who i'd rather spend my money with and, and it's super clear yeah. like i, is I mean that, yeah. is that a click is that a favorite is it both am i am i part of the problem there it's 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 really hard to say but i think just putting it out there and acknowledging it is the first step to either not we're not fixing it because there's nothing wrong objectively but just like understanding that it's a thing and maybe yeah. it's just a quiet truth out there. I'm not sure. Um, Quickly circling back, what would you say was your favorite and least favorite part of Burbank? Um, Ooh, I don't know. I mean, I, I'll name a couple of things I really liked getting into the airport. So I flew into John Wayne, which is orange County, about 45 minutes away. That was super easy. That airport dude if you go to Anaheim in August, which I'm going to go to, that airport is amazing. There was no one at TSA. The one person who like checked my stuff, because my bag obviously got screened, was a card collector, which is super funny. It's not the nicest airport, but like the fact that it took me two minutes to get through TSA and like all that other stuff made me very happy. It was just like a good start to the trip. Um, the hotel and the venue was very nice. Um I'm not I'm not sure what my 
favorite thing was. Maybe that like we had. So our, actually, I do have my favorite thing. Nady, All Star Sports Cards Twenty Three, the person who was you know the overseer, quote unquote, of our of our spot. We literally, Kai, if you walked into the room, like the main entrance, to the right was like one booth, to the left was ours. Like you walked in, you were right at the front. Is prime location, yeah. One of the best locations you could hope for. Do you guys have the whole like group of tables? So I believe Nady did, and he rented them out to us and, and some random people as well. But like it was a majority of sold too early and like a, I don't know, satellite organizations. I don't really want to call that friends. Uh, I guess friends is probably a good word for it, actually. <laughs> now, that you, yeah. now that I say it out loud. Um, but yeah, it, it was great. Uh, a lot of interesting people. A lot of people that I knew, obviously, that, that were associated with that group, and I loved it. It, it was absolutely amazing. Worst thing, um, the tray night room should be larger and have windows. Uh, the first night they did it, it was sponsored by Sports Have windows. Yeah, have windows. I don't, know. I don't know why I thought that was so funny. Because it fucking smelled like ass, and it's gross. This is the first night of tray night was sponsored by Sports Card Master Jeff. And had a DJ, and it was too fucking loud, like, like to the point where like you had to like actually scream at the person two feet away from you. Like, maybe I'm an old person at at 26, but like, bro, I'm not fucking here to be here to go to clubbing. I just want to like make deals with my friends. I don't need your DJ there, or make it so I can actually hear everyone. Which I think they realized by the second night because it was much like lower. <laughs> But I felt bad for like whoever was sponsoring the show because they had a table literally in front of the DJ booth. So they oh, went deaf. Brutal. Yeah, that's that's like a good idea. But then you get there and it's like, oh, maybe not. Maybe I'm actually like the problem. Yeah, I mean, the whole point of trade night is to talk to each other and do deals. I'm not really. I mean, music's probably fine, but having a whole DJ. So no, music cool. is fine. But like there's yeah. there's like have it in the background, man. I don't need to like. Yeah. I think I'm at like I'm listening to Flow Rider and and I don't know like I can't hear the person next to me I'm not like trying to pick up a girl I'm trying to make a deal for this like LeBron James card or whatever. Oh, happy yeah. Valentine's Day I guess on that note. <laughs> that is true. We are recording on Tuesday. Yes. <clears throat> well, I didn't have anything too exciting this week besides the Super Bowl. I was pretty pretty down on before it started, but amazing. Probably the best one I've. That's been for the last three or four years i would say what do you think i mean it was it was definitely an exciting game what's funny is that i think the commercials kind of let down a lot they were kind of ass this year they were like i thought it was just me but like i remember like two or three commercials from sunday maybe because i was jet lagged and tired and whatever else but like none of them were like really that funny they just kind of weren't yeah i don't know it wasn't it was definitely let down I agree with you. The only one that I even really vividly remember is the 2B one, and that's two B was a good for commercial. obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah, because everyone was like pissed off, like where the fuck's yeah. the remote? Like that. I was- literally, I probably named like one or two more. I don't really. I mean, usually there's like four or five that are like actually funny. But did Doritos have a commercial this year? We were literally talking about that afterward, and we cannot remember. Who did the try? Unless it was the triangle one, where like the world got taken over by triangles, that might have been. I don't even remember that. But that's also like the fact I'm not sure tells you there's a problem because they're they're like notorious for that. So yeah, I'm kind of surprised I don't don't remember. 
Did Budweiser do a commercial with dogs or horses or whatever? Because I don't know. I, if I think they had one. I don't remember what it was though. I'd be lying if I said I did. Yeah, not um, not a not a strong year for commercials. What's ironic is last year BMW did a commercial and I helped on it, like not the production, but like getting it out there on social, which was great. And and the agency that helped us do it like won an award. So technically, I fucking put that on my resume just in case. Um, <laughs> Because, dude, listen, resumes, just got to tell the truth just enough where they fact check you. You can fucking prove it. So I did that one <laughs> just in case. Um, but, yeah, the BMW's commercial was way better than everyone else's because we had uh, – we did a Zeus thing. So fuck these commercials. Only other things that really too notable this week were – I have a hot take. I'll save that for when we do football, though. Um, NBA trade deadline. Obviously, yep. Durant. We'll talk about that more, I'm assuming, in a little bit. I mean, I kind of uh, nailed yeah. what the trade package was going to be. I remember talking about like Cam Thomas, Mikel, and like picks, and that's vaguely what Cam it was. Johnson. Oh, Cam Johnson. Sorry, you're right. I misspoke. It, it, that's literally what it was, yeah. I, I think know. they got someone else, too, right? Uh, I don't know. If it matters. I know TJ Warren went back with KD. I don't remember if they got anyone else, though. Um, but, yeah. That was a. There were a couple of like smaller trades. Nothing like really that notable though. Besides the KD and Kyrie. I think I Jay Crowder. That's why. Jake. Oh, and they they flipped into the Bucks. I think for like five seconds. So like yeah, something like trend stupid. for some reason. That's why it doesn't matter. Uh, then my last thing was, I know we've talked about sort of how there's like ten auction houses running like weekly now, and while it is still saturated, I kind of am enjoying it now. It's pretty fun to bid on everything every week, and then the, I don't know. I'm having a good time with it lately. Uh, it depends. I mean, I'm not really buying on auction houses these days because I just like don't want comps <laughs> on the stuff I See, buy. It's easier. That that's kind of what I'm like leveraging though. I'm kind of leveraging buying the rare stuff that people don't care enough to look into on these auction houses between like the fifty and like five hundred range. Uh, that's like raw stuff. The smaller stuff, yeah. Yeah, it's like two hundred dollar. Like I don't know. Like I'm trying to think of a good example. Like platinum medallion out of 100 of like a mid-tier guy for like 100 bucks some that sells for like two or 300 like people aren't actually taking the time to like look into these cards what's ironic is that i just bought a griffey 98 uh platinum medallion bgs9 yeah rcr9 i should say then i'm gonna go psa so and it, it's like stuff like that it's like obviously there's people that are collecting him or whatever but most people are gonna go towards stuff that's liquid not stuff like that that might sit for like a week or two but make like double your money on i don't know speaking of auction houses alt actually gave me a sizable advance on my tom brady peter manning and drew Brees triple auto that i got in dallas from mikey that was a sweet card. <laughs> ironically enough yeah it bgs nine which was amazing that's crazy that's yeah, such a good grade for that card i thought it was gonna eight ten at nine nine uh, did it have a did it have a oh it had an auto grade but not no it didn't it so nine, beckett, right? beckett has once yeah. again like started to win my love by removing the auto grade for stuff under 10 and having a good showing at burbank helped a lot they were oh. packed dude on that same note the new silver labels look so great for like the no beckett, grades. Listen, i can give credit where credit's due beckett has improve quality of life for a lot of people with like that stuff and i think only to to recase or reseal i should say stuff with like paper or, or blue um slabs like 15 yeah. bucks it's a pretty good deal i am being a little bit of a hypocrite though i haven't graded a card with beck in probably a year but they are doing a great job i would say i mean they're at least like in consideration like 
the way I, the way I look at it is I'm never going to go to the SGC except for like when they run a five dollar Bowman Chrome promo, which was amazing. Um, yeah. I'm only going to do PSA BGS BGS for thicker cards, PSA for everything else. Like that's that's how I look at it. It's very simple. A little note on that for anyone who is interested in grading with PSA, but is like thinking it's going to take years to get your cards back. I've sent, I think, four uh, the twenty or nineteen dollar value submissions in the last like month or two, and they're taking an average of like a month total to get back. So it's that's pretty sick. fast. It's they I mean, it I... advertise it at like seventy days. Are you doing it through yourself or using a submitter? Yeah, no, I'm doing myself. It's like oh, $90 wow. for the membership to get it for the year. And then you get a $6 discount if you send in 20 or more cards, $6 off per card. I mean, it's pretty sick. Um, it pays for itself. So it's like, yeah. Um, but I've noticed it's crazy fast compared to what they advertise. So anyone that's like worried about it, I mean. Well, I, you, mean, you I have, have to set expectations yeah. accordingly. The good thing yeah, is exactly. too is that like base cards have fucking finally hit the dirt. Like I'm so yeah. happy they're worthless again because like that was the issue. Um, you know, silvers are kind of like treading water; they're gonna sink eventually. But like, I'm very happy where you know there's 25,000 Zion PSA 10 Prism rookies, whatever, yeah. and they're maybe what 150 bucks, maybe 200 bucks. No, I don't even know if they're that much. Are they? Oh man, they, are they still at least a hundred bucks? Now I have to find Let's out. Let's play a game. Are they over or under a hundred? What do you guess? Say over a hundred bucks. I'm gonna say under a hundred. We're talking I'm about baseball like prism. Or, I'm gonna say they're eighty or ninety. Can I pull up my camera to like look at it, or do you trust me to look at it myself? No, we trust you. We trust you. Last two. Right, there's one at bid with ninety-one dollars, uh, ending tonight, and sold. 87 bucks, 96 bucks, 85 bucks, 91. Wow, Kai, you are you are correct. That's pretty crazy that they're what were they like 500? They, they peaked. Oh uh, god, what do they peak at? I know Luca Base Prisms peaked at 2K when he hit the shot in the bubble, which yeah. that's a whole fucking dude. That world, I would kill to be back in my world. I would make so much more money. You just buy anything, and by the time you got it in the mail, it was worth like forty percent more. Dude, I would have bought so much bowl bowl stuff before the bubble. Dude, it's not even like, like five thousand x my money. It's just like you didn't even have to like think about buying something before you wanted to buy it. It was a pretty like, great time, was, I gotta say. Like, yeah. I think we've we, this is now like more of the real world, but like yeah. obviously it's still stupid in certain instances. But like, my god, dude, that was such a great time. It really was. Um. I still think it, I mean, I honestly think right now it might be a little bit harder to like do the flipping, making money, grading thing than before the boom. I think it might be harder actually. Mm, I don't know. It's hard to tell anymore. Like, I think, I think there's just so many more people that are informed now. But that's what I want. That's a good thing though. I want an informed. No, I know, but, but that's what I'm saying. It's harder. You're more, it's, there's more competition for like, the same items or cards like you, you need to do more research and know more now i feel I like i will say this there's definitely more competition to buy on instagram like if you're buying yeah. 100% ebay costs which is what i've been doing forever there's a lot more competition out there but like it's it's the ones who you can tell are, are somewhat greedy who really are in it for just the money and once again i guess i'm a hypocrite for saying that because like i don't do this for free i'm not a charity but at least I've been here long enough where like people know who I am and I get texts like, Hey, you want to just buy this? I'm like, all right. Yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, there's a certain point where you reach with people where you just 
here's the money. Thank you. I'll, I'll make my profit in two weeks. See you next week. I don't know, <laughs> I get, I get I don't know if you've noticed, but have you like been bidding on eBay much lately or no? Um, not a ton. There's not, I don't really, I look at eBay for like game worn jerseys and yeah. that's about it these days. How's the Kenny Britt? Uh, dude, the Kenny Britt, oh, I'll grab it actually. The Kenny Britt's a beautiful jersey. So for anyone who is not aware at all, this is a 2009 game worn rookie jersey. I didn't know that when I so bought sick. it. Kenny Britt game worn jersey against the Patriots when they lost 56 to zero against them at home uh, in Foxborough. Oh, I remember that game. Yes. Yeah. And then also, uh, apparently, he wore it against the Jets like two or three weeks later. I don't know why they only use this jersey for such a limited time. PSA DNA. The person who runs a small show here in New Jersey, his dad was Kenny Britt's security guard. There's a chance I do actually get him to sign this, which would be awesome. Did uh, isn't that the game where Randy Moss had like five touchdowns or something? Crazy? I don't. I might. It was in the snow, which I I, I looked at. Oh, yeah, I like vividly remember watching that. Game. It was great if you're a yeah. Patriots fan. But yeah, very happy I got it for the Rutgers PC. That's so I don't cool. know where it will go on the wall. Like we need to get you a Muhammad Sanu item. We do need a Muhammad. Dude, I love Sanu. We could I could talk Rutgers players all day. Also, thank you for reminding me, Kai. The person who was set up next to me in Burbank, or Ontario, I should say. Waldman's cards. Awesome guy, first off. I've known him for a while, but like I actually had a chance to talk to him. He PCs the most obscure Rutgers player ever, who I remember watching vividly as a kid. Oh. You might know who it is. I, you're a little younger than me, but you might know who this person Offense is. or defense? Offense. He was a fullback, technically. Oh, no clue. Okay. It was it was Brian Leonard who played running back slash fullback because Ray Rice came in and was better. I didn't oh, know Ray Rice went there. Ray Rice went to Rutgers, yeah. Damn. Jersey well. down for now, but. Oh, dude, it was, it was great. I gave me so happy. Apparently, there's been one Brian Leonard jersey ever come up online. I don't know if Ballman bought it, but like, <laughs> there's been one. That's crazy. There's, there's been one Ray Rice jersey that came up. It was in fucking Germany. The guy wanted thirty five hundred bucks. I said no shot. I overpaid how for the, the fuck did a How did a Ray Rice Rutgers jersey end up? In no, no, Germany? it was it was, uh, it was a Ravens jersey. I still oh, okay. want it though. Yeah, can I fill the room up? I those obscure like game worn jersey collection that I want to get. Like, I got Rucker. I got Kenny Britt. I want Ray Rice, Brian Leonard. I want Vincent Jackson badly. I want Robert Woods. I want Marshawn Lynch, and then I'll be happy. We need to get you an Aaron Hernandez jersey. Aaron, I would kill for that. But <laughs> all right, podcast over, guys. Yeah, Thanks yeah, for yeah, watching. I I did the oh. uh, the drum thing. This is an audio yeah. only podcast now. I've been canceled again. That was uh, getting an OJ Simpson one. Allegedly, allegedly get that one. Man, dude, I I. I can make a, so many jokes, you know, just throw Henry Ruggs out there again and Aaron Hernandez and who else has done some crime? Who hasn't done some crimes? Ooh. I mean, your boy Ray Rice. No, no. no yeah, actually, <laughs> there's no allegedly for that one. I think you end up staying with his. I think that they're still married as far as I know. But like, what a world, man. All right, get me out of this conversation, guy. Please segue into like. All right. NBA, NBA. what is happening? The Nets make me sad, but like also not really. 
The Mets, the Nets make me happy. I love their roster. I mean, I love their roster. I mean, obviously it sucks that Duran is gone, but like they had the opportunity to win a title and they swung and fucking whiffed badly. But like a lot of teams will never have the opportunity to actually like compete like the Nets did. So 100%. while while their future is kind of murky because of all the pick swaps and picks that Houston owns, they're also bad. So like if the Nets can like tread water and be like the six or seven seed, like this year, next year, and the following year, like you're kind of like a middle of the pack team, it's not the end of the world. What would really be bad is if Houston actually ends up being good, which I don't know if that's going to happen immediately. So we they might get away sort of unscathed. It'll kind of just depend, but I think I think a sneaky part of that package was the Phoenix unprotected picks. Well, yeah, they got four of them. They're like twenty. I mean, that's yeah, that's that's four or five years. It's gonna be after Katie's gone, pretty much. Yeah, you got Booker might Booker be gone. Chris Paul's gone. Those could be some really good picks. Well, that's what the hope is, you know. Like, yeah, the Nets have the seventy sixers pick. Uh, I don't know exact 2025, 2026, I think. They have a couple of extra picks, and then obviously the pick swabs and whatever with Houston are annoying, but the Nets might actually have having... yeah. they, they probably uh, move like Cam Johnson and someone else to Royce O'Neal for more picks eventually, too. Yeah, I thought they would trade someone else here because like the team is like very like they have a lot of depth. Like it's a pretty solid team. Yeah. Like, I don't know who the best player is on the Nets right now. Mikel Bridges. Um, yeah, actually, maybe. Like him, maybe Dinwiddie is the best offensive player right now. Claxton. It's, yeah, it's, it's a good, it's a fun team. It's like 2018, 2019 vibes. Where I like, think you'll be surprised at how good they are. Well, I said they're going to be like a six or seven seed. Like the rest I of think the they have the chance to be like win a playoff series team uh i don't know that might be their ceiling now they're not gonna get past the second round regardless like maybe they're ceiling with duran and, and clip that what that uh clip they're that. not gonna get past the first round i mean it's it's probably true i don't think that, that that's how the take i think they're ceiling with durant and Kyrie was a title obviously and didn't happen but like this team will probably finish with like 45 wins and give someone a five or six game series in the first round. That's what I think is going to happen. I think you're selling your team short. I, I don't really know. Like... It's hard to tell. It's been. Too, it's only been what? Oh, not even a week. So it's no, kind of I don't. Like... I don't know about this season, but I think next season they could be very ne- good. Next season, I have some hope. The issue will be: Can you get rid of Ben Simmons at that point? Do they want to get rid of Ben Simmons at that point? And how much? How many assets would you have to add with Ben Simmons to get rid of them? I think you throw a pick and uh, one of the like Cam Thomas ish players with Ben to get like another to get like a mid tier player. I don't know if it's worth it then. I mean, I'm not sure who is coming up in free agency like the Nets would want to get, but it's it'll be a free agency this year is really bad, but like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, But what also doesn't matter or what? Yeah, dude, he got hurt again. And I once again, I fucking I do not want to be right. Injuries suck. I'm not a bad person. You want to be right a little bit. I don't want to be right, but I do want to be validated. There's a difference. I obviously don't root for injuries. No, no, no. I don't root for injuries. That's fucked up. But I No, yeah, I agree with that. But I do feel validated in the fact that when I started posting about Zion and him having a hot streak and I told people to sell, that makes me feel validated because it ended up being correct 
that was probably the best time to sell him in the last six months when he was hot and the Pelicans were looking good. What's ironic about that too is his cards were like not even like going up. They were like just stagnant. But that's exactly it is like you sell into the hype and then you, you know, you buy back later if you really believe in the player. There's no question he's a talented player. If he was healthy, he'd probably be a top five MVP candidate. The issue is he's not healthy and he's played 120 games in his career out of 300 ish. He's just not, he's not the guy who is going to be dominant for 60, 70, 80 games a year. You might be lucky to get 40 games out of him, 50 games out of him. Like yeah, you got to feel bad for Pelicans fans. You do. They went from the first seed a month and a half ago to out of the playoffs right now, I believe. Like it's it's really kind of brutal. I really do feel for them. What I what I do wonder is if you're the Pelicans or the next team that eventually has Zion, because there's I, I doubt he stays there for his entire career, is how do you manage him? Do you just expect him to play like 30 to 50 games a year in the regular season and then just like let him go loose in the playoffs? Can you do that? Can you can that be is he the next, you know? is this the future of the NBA where your best player, you really have to micromanage them. Like it's co- it's Kawhi on steroids in a way. Like, is that what you have to do for him? Maybe, maybe you have to do that. Yeah. You gotta, I, I don't know. Has he, has he signed a second deal yet or no? Uh, I believe he's on a max. Yeah. Okay. That's brutal. Wow. Cause I was going to say the next contract he signs, like, I, I don't know how you deal with the fact that he never plays. <laughs> yeah, he's not a rookie max like, It's just like, uh, I don't know. It's crippling in a way. Cause like the Pelicans are going to have to move. Like, I don't know if they can, they're going to be able to pay guys like Trey Murphy, Herb Jones, who are both like really good. <coughs> I don't know if they're going to be able to pay him now. You're not, but, but once again, sorry, just talk real quick while I get water. You're good. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of Trey Murphy, I don't know if you follow guys like that. But he's so good. That I'm entire team, dude. There were there was conversations that I don't know if it was you and I having that Durant could have been a Pelican. Yeah, they have the to go get someone. Yeah. <coughs> oh my god, I'm like I'm really coughing up right now. You're good. You know, you have to give up like Brandon Ingram or something, plus more. But theoretically, Durant could have gone to the Pelicans. Hypothetically, I feel like the Pelicans almost would rather give up Zion since he doesn't <laughs> play. Oh my god, ow! What the hell is happening? It's that Burbank virus. I know, dude. So bad. Don't go. Save the deals for Dave. I'm like crying. Oh my god, what the hell was that? I think I'm good, but Jesus Christ, that was. You're crying because of the Nets losing their stars. I'm crying tears of joy that Kyrie's gone forever, and he's already starting shit with the Mavericks. He was posting on Twitter like, um, I I think um. I know what you're talking about, but I think he's Some uh, two and zero. He's two and zero when Luca doesn't play, and he's zero and two when they play together, which is kind of amazing. Fun. I love it. Yeah, just assure that team. Yeah, they're the Mavericks. I don't know if you know about like their situation, but like they're so like fucked. They are fucked, but they had you know once again for a first round pick, Spencer Dinwiddie and whoever they had to give up as well. It was Dorian, they were the most important trade you had to do. Yeah. Because even if Kyrie leaves, you at least show Luca, hey, we're willing to commit to bringing in another star. So whether yeah, the prob- works- problem now, problem now is though, if Luke, if uh, Kyrie leaves, you don't have your pick. You have like twenty-ish million cap with no good free agents. You have like one good young player in Hardy. 
And yeah, Green's you okay. To, I mean, you have to sign Kyrie, but like once again, he's not my problem anymore, and he's a. Yeah, no, I was just talking about it more of like a from a Luca aspect. Like, I, I don't know what they're supposed to do. Like, what do you think Luca would command if he asked to be traded? Like, what would that package? Like a return? Be? Yeah. I mean, it would be more than the Durant package for sure. I mean, is it kind of like that Mike Trout thing in baseball where like you could not get the fair value out the of him? Fair. Like, I mean, yeah, I can't think of a team that could. I mean, obviously, you have things where you could be like Tatum and picks and a couple other players, but like, or like the Thunder giving up literally everything. I don't I mean, why would the Mavericks do that though? The That's Thunder what I'm saying. It's like, with, once the again, Thunder can't win with everything. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely like a package, but whether or not it makes sense for the teams to actually go through with it is another question. Oh, yeah. No, th- there's, there's no world where like, I don't think a team can build an acceptable package without like, I mean, as of right now, I think Kevin Durant's the best player that's ever been treated. Yes, I would say that too. I think the best package was Rudy Gobert, though, and how the Jazz got yeah, six first-round picks, basically. Well, I mean, did, is that, though? They got six picks, Kessler and uh, something like that. Vanderbilt. Who else did they get? Vanderbilt, uh, right? The full trade was like five first-round picks, uh, Walker Kessler, uh, and some other stuff. But my, I think the Nets might have actually got a better package. Like the four picks, I think a swap. Yeah. Mikhail Bridges is someone I, offered them four I, picks for Mikhail. I do agree that it's probably true. I'm just, I'm making a joke. That yeah. 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 Stupid. Yeah. No, that Four is crazy though. Player. But yeah, I think that was probably the biggest package slash best player slash most value that's ever been. And Luca is, you know, arguably better than be Durant right more. now and probably is better than Durant right now. Not even the better right part, but he's younger. Argu- yeah. At least he's arguably yeah. better. And then you add yeah. the fact, oh yeah, he's also significantly younger and like healthy. I mean, what would your guess of like a package even be? Like, what would you I don't even, guess? dude. I couldn't even think of a team that if it, if it hypothetically like happened, like what would your just hypothetical? Package I'm trying to think of who could even like make a trade for him. It'd be like the Grizzlies giving up jaw plus stuff, or like yeah, the Pelicans Bucks giving up like literally everything. Zion. Yeah, I don't think they would even do that with the Bucks. Well, that's exactly would... it too. Is like it would have to be another like top ten player plus things. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. Like that's it. Like if you're Miami, you start with Jimmy Butler, Power Hero, Bam. But then or if you like do that, you're team shit. Guys. So it's like it doesn't it, like. I think it's got to be like a. I don't. I don't even. I guess I think the Celtics would be probably the most realistic with like either Jalen or Tatum. Yeah, and I mean, more. Jaw, the jaw thing's true too. I don't know. I mean, it is a really good hypothetical. You you would it would start with a. A top ten player plus stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Can you think of a team that has like two top twenty guys? Is there one besides the, the Mavs? I guess. Um, the Mavs. I mean, the Mav- they have Mavs are now up there, which is yeah. ironic. Um, I don't know the Heat. Now nah, Heat are not top nah. two. Top um, Close though. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like players who are like one A and one B. So Celtics, Sixers. Sixers. Sixers is up there. Yeah. Bucks, eh, not really, but no. Drew Holiday's Lakers very theoretically good, should be. Lakers fully healthy, yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Ooh, what would you would you think of like an AD plus 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 for him? Too I mean, old and injured. Laker fans would be you know jerking off to that idea right now, like they're Ooh, photoshopping. Would you trade right now? 
what would you think about a LeBron plus 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 for him? I think that LeBron says no. But I'm just saying, like, no, nothing to do with like him saying no. Like, just value. Like, oh, dude. Wise. I mean, yeah. Are you kidding me? The Mavericks like would say no in a heartbeat, and the Lakers would die for that. Yeah. Because LeBron is. Can you imagine be, that? Dude, it'd be Who's incredible. It would never happen. Damn. What a world. What a world. Just like, I don't know. I don't have a good transition to the next thing. You do it. You're better than me. Just like what a world it is out there. We can also look at the world of football and the season ending with, uh, thankfully, a Chiefs win. It was okay. It wasn't the best one. Um, thank God the Chiefs won, though. Uh, the game was amazing. I, I think that's, you know, an understatement. Um, we were probably going to be due for one of the best endings ever. And then James Bradbury made at least my ending happy. I was I was happy to see him, you know, hold uh, Juju, I believe it was, um, yeah. which is great. Listen, don't I will never complain about the Eagles losing. James Bradbury is a GOAT on the Giants. Uh, I think we're getting his Ring of Honor spot ready as we speak. Um, it's just, it's just kind of interesting. I don't know. I really, I really enjoyed the game overall. And I especially liked how it ended for the, you see the, see the stuff about how the giants like helped them when they traded them. Tony, the James Bradbury. I mean, mean, you're right. So I think we actually have like a second, like a smaller ring. We do. Uh, Asterisk. I thought the game was good. I mean, it was obviously the, I would say the two best teams this year, probably. Yep. I think it's completely Um, reasonable. I don't think the ending was controversial. I know a lot of people are upset about the holding call, but I think it was definitely a holding call. It was definitely a hold. Um, I, yeah. What I saw on Reddit too was last year we kind of forgot about like Jalen Ramsey being held by T. Higgins or pass interference yeah. and he got in his face. I remember that. Yeah. There was also one in the end zone at the end of the game that I don't remember. I don't know if it was Eli Apple holding or, or something like that. Probably. Eli Apple sucks. Also a formal giant. Man, Giants I mean, yeah. poorly. Um, I think one thing that was funny is I posted this on my story either yesterday. I don't know if you saw it. The Matt Ryan Jalen. Yes, yes, this was funny. That's I agree with. It's like, yeah, it's like uh, Matt Ryan like losing in the Super Bowl but having a good game, and it's like I don't even remember what it said. You remember what it said? It was like punk ass bitch, and then Jalen Hurts is like strong and independent. It's something stupid. Yeah, it's exactly like that. It said, um, Matt Ryan, great performance in a Super Bowl loss, broke ass. Yep. Jalen Hurts, great performance and a loss, strong and independent. And I yep. think that's, no, so that's funny completely I think fair. That is true. But well, I think also it comes down rant. to I think it comes down to because we're in cards and like everyone's trying to like hold up their their dying investments. Uh it's like, no, Jalen Hurts is amazing. Please buy this as it drops five more percent as we're talking. Yep. Do you think he really drops that much though? I think he will, uh, just because people like had him baked in to win the Super Bowl for a yeah. while. Yeah, there's definitely that like five ten percent. But I was telling people like 40 percent at the show, and, and did I believe really. that? Not really, but like it was fun to say. It's fun to like make people like come up with me with like cards, cards like, "Do you want to buy this?" I'm like, fucking absolutely not. <laughs> no shot. Why buy this card off you? Yeah, I'm not the biggest Hurts guy, but he definitely played really well. I, I mean, I think it's yeah. fair to say Jalen Hurts is one of the probably top two NFC quarterbacks right now. Oh, that's not that. No, that's not that bad of a take. I don't know. I like Ritter. 
Ritter's pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, top two, top two. He's not number two. Who's one? Am I missing someone? And now I was gonna say you, you can tell, like you can make an argument for Rodgers possibly if he goes to a new team. The NFC is so bad. Quarterback it really wise, is. Oh like, that's the only person who I. We've got to be missing someone. They're definitely. Uh, who are we missing in the NFC that like is is good? I mean. I probably would. No, you can't put Dak. It's close, but Jalen might be number one, and then I guess Rogers got to be somewhere missing. West, who's in the West? Kyler. I would take Stafford healthy over him. No, 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 that's not correct, Kai. Okay, I'm going to change my Jalen Hurts. Yeah, of course. No, Jalen Hurts probably number one. Then it's a top two. I didn't think about that. But I can't think of anyone else besides Rodgers who like actually is in the conversation. And the reason why Rodgers is because he won two MVPs in a row. The disparity between the quarterbacks is actually crazy thinking about it right now between AFC and NFC. Someone's like crazy. angrily commenting and angrily writing a comment to us like, hey, you forgot this guy. It's like, I'm not sure we did. Well, I mean, Brady's gone. I don't think he Brady was better than Hurts this year. So, Because, I mean, the other four of the top five or nine of the top ten are all from the AFC. And they're also super young guess. too, which is scary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the oldest, the oldest quarterbacks in the league that like technically are starters is like Matt Ryan and Aaron Rodgers. I think is Matt Ryan retiring? No, no. You don't think my so? guess, my guess is he signs with the Niners. No, Back with I Kyle mean, Shanahan. I mean, that makes sense. You could also go to like the Cardinals if they want a one-year stopgap. No, I think the Cardinals are going to tank this year. I think he goes to the Niners simply to back up Lance, and then if Lance gets hurt again, then he can. I mean, he's that was his best season ever with, was with Shanahan in the Super Bowl. What do you think happens to Brock Purdy then in that situation? I mean, he's out for all of next season. Is he at all next year? He's having Tommy John. That's not an entire year for like MLB or NFL. It definitely will be. I don't know. I mean, it, it depends. I know there was something not – it was like a different kind of Tommy John. It wasn't the exact – it was more of like a hybrid thing from what I saw. I mean, I would be very surprised if he played next season. Either way, what a story out of him. Yeah. Uh, I, you, I, I think you might have me convinced, actually, that, that Matt Ryan to the Niners makes complete sense. Yeah. I mean, if he takes – One-year deal, run, then – yeah. I would not going go to go sign him for a year, but we'll see. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, anything else NFL-wise we want to touch on before we go through some MLB? Which is, I'm happy MLB is becoming a thing again like that we can actually talk about besides just like bum and chrome cards. Have, have you, um, sorry to cut you off, but have you no, looked fine. into any of the quarterbacks in the draft this year? You have like a favorite or anything? I don't really care yet. The issue is, truthfully, guys, I fucking hate mock drafts. So yep. the draft is in two months. Uh, the week of the draft, I will get very into it, and like we'll have a full discussion about it. Until that point, I just don't care because no matter what happens, dude. If a random wide receiver or cornerback runs a four three one at the combine, they're going into the first round. That's or some fair. random random quarterback with Ron Tangibles, he can't miss. We're gonna have four quarterbacks drafted in the first five picks, and then it doesn't happen anyway. Like. Mock drafts suck. I fucking hate them, and they're annoying as hell. So I don't like dealing with them. The last week of this of the draft season, I will pay attention. I'll get really invested because I don't have to wait that long. Yeah, I briefly kind of looked into it. I mean, I don't think there's anything like – it's a good draft class, a lot better than last year, I'd say, at least for cards. Even last year's draft class – I mean, uh, yeah, for cards was a lot of good wide receivers, though, which ended up being interesting. Yeah. This year's gonna be even better, I think, wide receiver wise. But um, I think they have like ten. Court- I, 
I think they have 10 wide receivers projected to go first two rounds of that I saw. Yeah, something like that. But there's going to be five-ish quarterbacks in the first round, I would say, which would be huge for cards. And then It'd also be mad expensive. I can't wait to not rip it. Yes. And then you got guys like Bajan Robinson, who's going to sell for a lot of money as a running back. Top first round pick, most likely. And then, I mean, not card-wise, but the cornerbacks in this draft are crazy. Like Probably well, the, the best class I've seen in a while. Well, the issue with running backs, once again, and I saw this on, on Instagram from What The Fuck Sports, the last team to pay a running back more than two million dollars and like win the Super Bowl in twenty fifteen, it was something wild. It so was like, like Garrett Blunt, right? Uh, I think it might or have been someone Garrett Blunt. Like that. It might have been like yeah. De- it was Demarco Murray, obviously. It was um, Leonard Fournette, maybe, or someone. Yeah, something like that. No, nah, because that wouldn't have been that long ago. But yeah. JJ or some shit. Watch. Yeah, that's another guy who we remember. Dude, I, I remember pulling his cards in like twenty sixteen. And I was remember when he out. had like four 200 yard games in like half a season. Yeah, he was great, dude. Running backs, it's so, it's so sad there, you know. Uh, like TJ Yeldon's been out of the league for a oh my while. god. Well, what was that guy's name on the Patriots that had like oh, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis, the law firm, which is no, 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 oh, more him. recent yeah. than that, more recent. Jonas he had like a couple crazy, yes, he had a I couple of crazy game. games, right? Yeah, or was it just one? He had like four touchdowns, like yeah. 200 yards. Yeah. Yeah, fantasy football really makes me love running backs. And you look at their markets like, oh yeah, they they're they're all dead. Like Jamal yeah, you Charles. You can buy a Matt Forte card for like ten bucks. I know Jamal Charles, who might might end up in the Hall of Fame. You can buy his rookie autos for like twenty five bucks. CJ two K, who yeah. also might end up in the Hall of Fame. You can buy it in a exquisite RPA for under hundred bucks. Speaking of that, oh my oh, god, what a, what a segue into this because I have this on my desk. This is a cool card. Tyler Hawkorn gave this move for free at the show because we made a trade. How about a LaShawn McCoy NTRPA so logo patch? Number to 99. It sells for 100 bucks. But like, LaShawn McCoy, if you can, it's not going to really focus super well. Like, uh, Eagles logo patch to 99. Just like a pretty card under 100 bucks. And like, he was, he was very good. Not a Hall of Famer, most likely, but. That's like a person who has fond memories of a, a pretty great player in the NFL. So, yeah, you can't beat stuff like that for like a hundred bucks. It's like, dude, he gets me for twenty bucks. I'm like, all right, yeah, just fun. It'll be interesting to see, and I think I mentioned this last week too. Like when this crop of quarterbacks and running backs, smart receivers, like starts to retire, like AJ Green just retired, who you would have some decent cards or. Obviously, Calvin retired a couple years ago. I feel like Julio will probably retire soon, too. Julio is probably done after this year or next year. Like, their cards are going to be like, – you, you might be able to get a Julio Jones NCRPA for 250 bucks or less in a year. I think that's what they go for now. Exactly. So, there yeah. you go. Like, and that's a player who is a future Hall of Famer, most likely, because Reggie Wayne sold one for like $3,000 like two years ago. Dude, that's the th- it's it's so interesting. Like these like middle of the road players, or even very good to potential Hall of Fame players, are just gonna sell like shit when they're done. Oh, Julio, so, middle of the road man. No, no, that's why I adjusted my statement. Julio's a Hall of Famer, most likely. It's just so difficult with wide receivers these days. No matter what, he's not a first ballot, but he, in my mind, he's a Hall of Famer. But if Reggie Wayne can't get in after four or five years, it's, it's not looking good. We'll move on. I, I'm saying he's a Hall of Famer. I'm just saying there's an issue with how the NFL does it. 
Well, no, definitely page. Yeah. <sighs> Speaking of the page, how about the page turning into baseball season? Oh, that was, all right, Kyle. That's pretty good. I'll give you that. That was a good one. All right. Yeah, Bowman moved very well in Burbank. Not not a sh- fucking shock at all. The the thing we said would happen that ended up happening. People are ready for baseball season, man. And I know I'm it's excited. too early. It's too early for rookie of the year and conversations, but like, dude, I'm just I'm really ready for baseball season. This is my I favorite time of the year. I love the spring. I, I like the the random summer games you turn on. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like it just makes me happy knowing the baseball's like right around the corner. Yeah, it's like my sole chance at a championship as well during the year. I mean, yeah, unfortunately, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't even know where I would start with rookie of the year. Like, I, I, I mean, like Gunnar Henderson, I know is gonna I, be I a rookie. Would, I think I don't know if Adley can, is considered a rookie anymore. I think Adley been... won. Didn't he win last year? Oh, wait, no? you might be right. Hang on. I know, I know, Michael Harris won the National League, so it was him and Spencer Strider. But I'm pretty sure Adley won the American League. He, he was second. Game. He played 113 games last year. I think he was second. He was second in rookie Who won? of the year. Oh, Julio. Oh yeah, duh, dude. This is how right? bad we're at baseball. Like, yeah. I don't pay attention to it. I don't pay attention to shit until I have to. So like, yeah, I completely forgot who we won the rookie of the year. I mean, can you even like? I don't even know who else is like gonna supposed to be a rookie this year. The Jordan uh, Walker, Spen- I think. Does Spencer Torkelson count as a rookie? Hang on. I don't know, but he's dog shit. I mean, he probably is dog shit, but so is Mike Trout his first time. I'm not comparing the It'll- two, but I'm just saying. I know because Walker is supposed to be called up right for the Cardinals. Walker. Jordan Walker. Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah, he played way too. Oh, my God. Dude, he was really bad last year. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. he's not going to get it. Maybe Riley Green. Oh, good shout. Good shout. Because he broke his foot or something at the beginning of the year. I think he played a decent amount, though, at the end of the season. Uh, A lot of games. All right, yeah, you don't count. The point is, like, to be qualified, you have to play under 130 plate appearances. Or it's 130 games, plate for, appearances. For pitching. It's something. It's some weird arbitrary number. See, so yeah, I don't. It's know 130 plate appearances available from last year who actually played, unless it was like a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, whatever the saying is. So that's tough. I don't know. I'm ready to like give predictions, but like not not yet. But I, I feel like it's always a shot in the that. dark too. Like the person who wins usually just kind of comes out of. Kai, you're muted. Like, I can't like, hear you. There's no way I'm muted. All right, guys, Kai is dead. Welcome to the podcast. What about now? Uh, I'm going to tell you all the reasons why Julio Jones will not make the Hall of Fame, just to annoy Kai. And, yep, he's, he has left the video portion out of pure anger. So, all right, guys, listen. Here's my 17-part series, and Kai is now disconnected as well. Here's my 17-part series on why Julio Jones will not make the Hall of Fame. Number one, he played for the <laughs> he played for the Falcons. Immediate red flag. Couldn't even win a Super Bowl. What a scrub. Point number two, uh, you know, his name is Julio. Ever see a Hall of Fame named Julio? Don't answer that question because I'm not sure. Hey, Kai, welcome back. I'm talking about why Hello. your favorite player, or one of your favorite players, would not make the Hall of Fame. Can I hear you? Can you hear me now? Nope, I can't hear you. That's not good. <laughs> it also possibly could be me, but I'm going to say it's your problem, not mine. All right, point number three on why Julio Jones would not make the Hall of Fame. There's Actually, this is actually a fair point. There's better wide receivers who have not made the Hall of Fame yet. Kai, I still can't hear you. This is really going well. In fact, I'm going to leave the podcast now. Kai, you start talking and see if that fixes it. Well, how? Hello. How are we going to? Oh, okay. Hello, everyone. I'm on my AirPods right now. 
Um, I think it's Dave's issue. Ballot Hall of Fame. All right, I can hear, I can hear, hear me you now. I guess it was me. That's weird. It was definitely you, yeah. My mic was working that whole time for sure. All right, well, we'll, we'll edit it. I'm not sure. I was making Dave sold too early. I did sell too early. Um, Speaking of selling too early, uh, you should sell some baseball products. Thoughts on the card market so far in 2022? You messed up. <laughs> oh, shit, I did. Yeah, that's the wrong year. I don't even 2023. Know I'm, I'm still stuck in March 2020. I'm not sure about you. When it does not back? feel like 2023. I know. It's a little strange. When am I going back to work? <laughs> it's, been two weeks, it's been two weeks at home for way too long. Um, thoughts Never the leaving market? again. Yeah, for real. That's why I like baseball so much. Just watching the background. Um, the market is stronger than I thought it would be the start of the year. I really I think that um, while people don't like eBay or all these auction houses, like we they they set the market. So that's the issue. Is so you have to either like accept the reality of the eBay and other auction house overlords or uh, good fucking luck. So I think that. While we don't like them, they're necessarily evil, and they help us price cards at shows, which are significantly better because uh, cash is king. And and I'm seeing that with Burbank being so strong and Dallas, you know, continue to be a great show. Uh, cards in person will continue to be very good, and even you know probably outsell their competitors online because it's it's just the better way to do things. Well, you know, I was actually going to say this earlier and I forgot, but eBay auctions, like sub high end stuff is actually going really strong in my opinion. Like from what I've seen lately, like some of them like will just continually like grow comps. I mean, there's some stuff like base that's going to continue to go down, but I've seen like somewhat like decent stuff people want. Like it's going strong at the eBay auction and like consignment auction and like these auction houses and stuff. Well, what do you consider like not high end five k five? I mean, hundred like yeah, that? like that 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 range like under five k like under twenty five hundred like stuff like that is doing very well. Well, the thing is too is like that stuff is not rare. So like, there's gonna be sales every day, every other day, every week. Like there is a trend line, which is great. Like that's the great thing about eBay is like you don't sell the rare expensive shit on there. At auction, you put it at buy now, best offer, you go to an auction house. So the stuff that will have comps, like a Kobe Bryant patch auto, while you might not see the exact card every single day, you'll, you know, you'll you'll see a Kobe Bryant patch auto sell 15 times a day. Get a general idea. Do you know the um things on PWCC Weekly and I guess Premiere and all of them have it too, but the like raw cards that have the MBA or whatever like seal on the top? Yes. Those are like I mean, to me, it really doesn't like make it any more valuable, but they're doing like probably 25 to 100 percent more than non sealed copies on like eBay or whatever. Like, it's very strange. Pretty dumb, but it is what it, I mean. Listen, same thing with like the NBA gold diamonds or the black diamonds or whatever. But they're not even like the rated ones, it's just sealed saying it's real card. I mean, I don't know. Collectors are stupid. What a shock. Yeah, fair. I get, well, I get why they do it because like they're an auction house and they want to be you know, not liable if something's a fake. But you shouldn't pay more for that on, like, a common yeah. card. If we're talking about like, something, know, like, yeah. something kind of rare, like MJ or Kobe or something, and it's not great for whatever reason, and it's authentic, yeah, that's fine. I don't need you to tell me my Kobe Bryant patch auto from 2020 or 2019 is, is real. Thank you. Like, Yeah. 
it's like base cards are doing it with too. And they even like posted about it on their Instagram, like showing how much more they're going for than the non-sealed copies. I was like, this is just very strange. Yeah, not good. I don't like that. Also, because my years are wrong, this will be interesting. Kai, I added a new section here. I mean, maybe we'll do this more, maybe not, but it's something interesting. Uh, let's talk cards a year from today. And now we have a recording of it, too, and it's Valentine's Day. It's very easy to like keep track of this stuff to hold future us accountable. I'm going to ask you a series of players, and, and I'll answer this as well. And I want you, in one, in one word, will this player's card market be higher, lower, or the same? I guess that's two words. Oops. So answer in two words or less. Uh, we have 10 players here across all sports that matter to me and you, baseball, football, and basketball. Um, does it make sense so far? I think it's pretty yep, straightforward. I might throw a little rationale out there every once in a while. Oh, no. Sorry, I told you two words. All right, let's go with my favorite player of all time, obviously, of course, Zion. Do you want to do a 3-2-1, or do you want to just like answer? Uh, let's do a 3-2-1. Okay. Yeah. You know what? And, okay. And uh, I don't well, – I'll figure it out. All right, Zion, car market, 3-2-1, higher. Lower. Ooh. My rationale really quickly is because I think that people are going to be done with this shit after the season. Like, tired of the injuries, tired of the sitting out. I think people are going to be done with it. I agree with you, but I think that it's already so low that just based on Is it though? I think like, it's really low, dude. I in really in comparison, think, it's low, but in comparison to other players, it's definitely not low. I think that he has one more chance of this, and then people are sick of his shit. And, I think the rest of the season's his last chance. Oh, I mean, I, I don't think he plays again this season, but that's also why I think his car market a year from now will be higher. I'm gonna tell you right now, Kai, I don't think Zion plays again this year. Even the playoffs? I don't know if the Pelicans make the playoffs. If right they now. make it, okay. if they make it, all right. Let me adjust my statement then slightly. If the Pelicans are in two words or less, thank you. If the if the Pelicans are in playoff contention and Zion is healthy, he'll play. If they are very clearly done, he's done. He's not going to play anymore. So that's a, that's not as much of a hot take, but like it's it's probably the truth. LeBron. All right, LeBron. High, low, or the same? Three, two, one, lower. Same. Why do you I, think lower? Yeah, I think lower because he's going to be eventually aging and <laughs> he can't keep this up forever. And the scoring title kind of you know boosts his market. So that's why I'm going to go lower. I think same probably because of that. But then also I think they'll probably be a better team next season. But that's why I kind of like bounce out to be the same. But yeah, nothing too crazy there. Luca, high, low, or the same? Three, two, one, the same. Lower. Yeah, I think we're about on the same rationale, but different player. Yeah, I think they, they're going to be a worse team next season unless something crazy happens. That's my rationale for him going down a little bit. Tom Brady. This one should be pretty straightforward. Three, two, really? one, mm -hmm. higher. Higher. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think that people are going to be over the retirement. I think people are going to like start pushing the goat, yeah. and people and you'll see be, a steady increase. Yeah. I agree. So I, I, I'm happy you and I were on the same page there. This one I'm curious about: Super Bowl winning and two-time MVP Patrick Mahomes might have won the MVP twice in the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter. High, low, or the same? Three, two, one, lower. Higher. I think they lose in the Super Bowl next year, and his prices drop as a result. That's, that's I my think rationale. I think if the Chiefs come out and start 
the season very good, his prices are going to be so otherworldly that you will not believe it. Okay, that's fair. And I could, I could agree with that. I'm trying to be different. Fair. I th- well, I think people are going to be like, Oh, like paying absurd amounts of money for that we've never seen before from home. Oh, that's a, that's a nice year. hot take there. I like that, and you know, I I can definitely get behind that. Now yeah. on to the player who lost the Super Bowl, Jalen Hurts. High, low, or the same? Three, two, one. Lower. Lower. Yeah. yeah way. I'm gonna say way lower. Yeah, I think they're gonna be a worse team. I think he's probably gonna have a worse season if I had to guess. I mean, he's yeah, still a good quarterback, but so that's not. Yeah. You know. Not saying, I think, yeah. But. I think that he was just, you know, he's great, but the prices are not going to be there. All right. Now for someone who I think is getting a lot of hype this offseason, number one former pick, number one overall pick a couple of years ago, Trevor Lawrence. High, low, or the same? Three, two, one, higher. Same. I'm, I think I'm banking on the fact that the hype is going to be there. That's I've been saying this for a bit. I'm gonna try and get some Trevor Lawrence cards if I can. So you'll you'll obviously see that. I think he'll be higher in a year. I'm thinking if we're talking about strictly like a year from now, like almost like literally exactly. I I don't I think it'll be about the same just because I don't think they're gonna do much again next year in the playoffs. But I think his hype's pretty high right now as it is. So fair. But, All right. Now yeah. uh now I don't re- really know who this person is, honestly. I don't really know who this person Ellie is. Ellie Cruz, I believe is like a really hyped prospect. I see he's a red He's yeah, Reds, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know shit about him, but yeah, me neither. So I'm gonna, this is a very easy answer for me. I don't even think he's supposed out. to be called up, though. I don't fucking know. know. The answer is way fucking lower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I would I agree. Same or lower? I don't know. Way lower. Way lower. This is an interesting one, though. This next one. Yeah, this one actually, I I like a lot. Jackson Holiday. Three, two, one, higher. Higher. Yeah, yeah I think I think there's. I think Baltimore is doing something, and and they might be a very trendy pick in a year or two. This might be a year yeah, early, I, on him, on him. But I, I think, can, I think the well, I don't think he gets called up in a year or two. No, 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 not but at all. He, he's going to get think, called up into the team that's like starting to be crazy good. I think he will be, be in a perfect. spot where like Jordan Walker is like right now. He's like a top 10, I, 15 prospect, and like he's ready to kind of like maybe get a September call up in twenty twenty four. I think he's going to have like the Acuna effect where the Braves were like mid and then he got called up in 2018 and he kind of put them over the, the, what is going on? Over the top. You see my, look at my screen. You see like purple flash. Oh God. Kai, you're like, they having a stroke. I don't know. It's better now, but yeah, I would um, say no, the audio has gone again. It. Hang on. Let me rejoin. Can you just talk about Jackson Holiday? Yeah, so Jackson Holiday is great. Uh, I got it. I can hear you now. Oh, you can? I okay. So. Well, we're back because Dave's Hello. technical issues. Dude, this is mad weird. The editing around this is going to be interesting. I'll work on it. I'll be good. Thank so you. Mike Trout is our next one. You got it. Three, two, one. Higher. Higher. Yeah. Nope. think he's going to start to sell for like Griffey-esque prices. I think as he starts approaching like 400 home runs, 500 home runs, like it'll be. I think they could also make the playoffs possibly. I which you is mean big. he could play more than three games in the playoffs? Yeah. What a world, man. How dare you think that? This next one's interesting too. I don't even know what my answer is yet. Did I put this one or did you? I think I did. All right. Um, Kevin Durant, new Phoenix Sun. Higher or lower? Three, two, one. Lower. Lower. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think, I think unless the they, even if I, they win, I don't even know if he goes up. I think the Suns biff it. I don't think they do anything. I agree. I don't think they win either, but yeah. All right. Well, that was a technical difficulty to mixed, uh, higher, lower, or the same. <laughs> Hope I can't you wait enjoyed. for. Hang on. What's fifty-two plus six? The fifty-two plus nineteen. It's uh seventy-one. Seventy-one. Yeah. So, all right. Past David, or future David and Kai. Shit. Timing is weird. If we're still going, let's see how right we were. We'll use card ladder in the future, assuming that uh, the alien overlords do not take over card ladder and this podcast. All right. Before we end the episode, we have two other questions, comments, whatever. Uh, any other cards, players, athletes, whatever, staying away from that the majority are going after? I, I mean, Zion was my answer to this forever. Um, I am buying the Jalen, uh, not Jalen Hurts, the Trevor Lawrence Kool Aid because I think he'll sell very well in the national. If I can get it at a good price, I will. I will gladly take it. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. I guess Mahomes because he's too hot right now. Any Bowen Chrome hitter, hitter that like is going nuclear right now. Jordan Walker, although Cruz as we just talked about. I, I'm just gonna kind of stay away from the stuff that like I just don't see it sustaining a six month return. So. Yeah, Mahomes is going to be my easy answer. I mean, I just he's probably honestly worth what he's going for now, but I just there's no reason to buy if you're playing. No, you're not going to get a good deal. That. Yeah. You um, get a good deal on him when like someone's like desperate yeah. needs money, which is funny. Yeah. Like that's and then I would he probably goes up even more going into the season. What do you think? No, mm. he gets high pretty high. off in the next few months. Yeah. I think yeah. it cools off and then it will go up in the national. I want to own no football. Yeah. I want to own yeah. zero football after the national. Yeah, that's always the goal. Yeah, and then buy back in like November or January, whenever like people stop paying attention. Uh, what is your best personal deal trade play so far this year? Um, it'll be the Babe Ruth Glue Garrick ball whenever it ends up selling. That'll be the best like financial win. I know that's technically 2020 or 2020. But yeah, that's whenever. a cheating answer. I want something you acquired this year that you've moved this year, or at least plan on moving. I don't know. I haven't done a lot. Uh, I had the 52 tops or 53 tops. I'm sorry, mantle auto that I won. Like traded to Tyler, and I got a bunch of good quality and quantity out of him. But I still own the largest item from that deal, which was that Steph Curry, Anthony Davis, Kyrie triple USA auto nine five ten. When that moves, that'll be a nice profit on the item, or I'll trade it and get a bunch of new stuff. So I'm going to go with the largest deal, most likely this year so far, the 52 tops or 53 tops mantle into a bunch of new inventory. What about you? I have a quirky answer. So I bought, I think I might have mentioned this before, but I bought a lot of six 1948. It's called Sport Thrills, like cards. And I didn't really do much research into them besides like what they generally sold for raw and graded. I have them all at SGC right now. I think so you one of them, mean, you've talked about this. Yeah. One of them's actually like a Walter Johnson, like one of his first cards, I guess mm. um, that goes for like six, 700, like in low grade. I mean, they all go for like one to 500 ish. And I bought the lot for like 180 bucks. Oh, so you crushed it. Yeah. You so, make so like that'll be a fun little flip. Yeah. It. It's, I don't really do stuff like that too much either. So I thought that was a pretty fun one. I got a bunch of Tito yeah. six coming in too soon from a friend. Yeah, because I just want to trade out of shit. Yeah, those are easy to move too. I know. I'm excited, but we'll have to see where things come in the next couple of weeks. Uh, this will be an interesting episode to edit. Apologies for the technical delays on my end. 
it is what it is. It happens. But thank you guys for listening or watching for me this far. Uh, I'm the guy telling you that Toledo Jones will not be a Hall of Famer to annoy my co-host. <laughs> next week, I'll probably do something else stupid and get us all. We trouble. will have a new co-host next week. Yeah. Kind of telling well. Ooh, I'm sorry. What? Oh, man. Dude, if I was not oh, the guys. co-host, it would be 20 minutes of silence. Like, hey, remember that guy? Remember, remember uh, Wander Franco? It's like, wait, he's still playing. <laughs> I actually just bought a Wander Franco lot, ironically. Oh, my God. Anything good or yeah. just like? It's like a museum lot. It had an auto and like 25 like rookies. So they actually okay, like that's not bad. Piece. Bought it for like 150 bucks, which is pretty Sick. good. All right, yeah. let's end it on that. Uh, happy Valentine's Day, everyone. If you're celebrating, if not, well, it's, it's going to be Wednesday when you hear Tough this. Scenes. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. <laughs> Literally 24 hours from now, this episode will launch. So thank you guys for watching or listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Peace.